Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. Today, we're talking about the crazy emotion train. Have you ever got to the point where your emotions got the better of you, where you felt like, oh my goodness, I am losing control? Um, I don't know if you're like me you probably have. Now I'm going to share with you several thoughts on this today, but really um, I want to flesh out where I was and where I'm at today. I really want to flesh that out for you because I was a completely different person even five years ago before I knew what I'm going to share with you today. Um, We have full control over our emotions and sometimes we don't even realize it. I'd say more than sometimes. Uh, And so I'm going to explain all of that and explain to you what has helped me in this journey and how you can actually experience some of the really cool results that I've been having. Um, additionally, you'll notice there are two links in our description. Uh, one is for our search engine. I'm going to tell you a few things to look up because you might uh, not be aware that they're there. Uh, and then the second one is a save the date kind of sign up. If you're interested, we are going to host uh, a webinar that really goes much further in detail on this idea. Um, put a request out there and the uh, overall majority of people in our tribe said, yes, definitely do that topic. So I'm really excited about that. So after you listen to the podcast, you can go ahead and use the search engine link to find more information and you can come join us live on February 16th for our webinar. Awesome. Enjoy. All right, so let's talk about getting off the crazy emotion train. Um, So first of all, you'll notice there are two things in the description, two links. There's one for our search engine. I'm going to tell you what to search for here in just a minute. And then there's also kind of a save the date if you're interested. It's very much related to what we're talking about today. Um, I put out a a request on social media a few days ago. Uh, I gave three topics for a free webinar that I want to do coming up on... um, February 16th. So actually two weeks or so from now. uh, And we're going to talk about um, Hawkins energy scale as far as it relates to emotions. So you may want to click that uh, link and and get yourself all signed up for that. Okay. So get off the crazy emotion train. Do you ever feel like your emotions are getting the better of you sometimes or maybe running out of control? Uh, Maybe you find that one minute you're okay, and then the next minute it's like you have World War III inside of you. Now, I hope that some of you answered yes to either one of those, and it's not just me. Um, well, so I will be honest with you that this used to happen to me all the time. Honestly, I would say that my life was pretty much run this way. And for those of you who know me now and, and you know, maybe you've been in courses and, and things with me and you're has me as your coach and you're, you probably are thinking, yeah, no, I can't even believe that. But yes, let me tell you how bad it was. So uh, let's say, you know, the kids, I've got three kids for those of you who are newer listeners right now, they are 11, 14 and 16. Uh, but let's say, you know, they said or did something and there would be some kind of fear inside of me. And because of that fear, I I like to say that my fear would come out and it would get all over them, right? So it was usually related to a fear of, um, you know, they're they're screwing up somehow and it's going to affect their future, right? Now, all of this was very unconscious to me. I did not know about this. 
Uh, and so, you know, most of the time when we're run by emotions, it is unconscious. It's not something we're choosing. Um, my, my husband, Josh, poor guy, man, he's really taken the brunt of a lot of things in my life. Um, and I feel bad for him sometimes, uh, because he really has had to deal with me kind of growing up. Um, but you know, tons of projection onto him, you know, he would say something and again, unconsciously, I wouldn't understand that I was having an issue because, you know, it was either some sort of self image thing for me, or, uh, maybe it was even something related to, you know, my own father. Right. Um, uh, so projection and then just, um, hurts, right? So, so little slights and hurts rather than forgiving, I would nurse them for, for hours, if not days, uh, my goodness, I say this all the time. I, I, I'm not really driving at this point for almost a year now. I really haven't been driving anywhere because of COVID. But uh, when I was driving, I was doing uh, a lot of driving because there was just a lot of, of events, in-person events. And I, I didn't have a um, road rage, just a really good, healthy dose of road impatience, right? And so I would be driving and I would, you know, get upset at other drivers, like to the point where I was getting really, really upset. Okay. Uh, and I probably said some things I shouldn't have typically not when children were in the car, but you guys know when you're by yourself, you tend to operate a little bit differently. Right. And then, you know, I, I would be dealing with clients now, you know, I've always had this innate sense of, you know, I'm here to, to serve and, and help other people. But when I was dealing with the clients, you know, I was serving them in the best way possible. And it was like, after the, the phone call or being in person, I would realize, whoa, their stuff is kind of getting on me, meaning it's bringing stuff up for me. Um, and there were times when it would be a couple days later that I was still stuck in those emotions. So my life was very different back then. And I, you know, I've learned a lot about myself and I've learned about emotions in general, mine specifically over the years. Um, and I've learned that we, meaning you and I, so both of us, that we make matters worse. We increase our pain, our confusion, and our harm to ourselves when we let our emotions have power over us. Okay. So this is why I say, you know, save the date, February 16th, we're going to do a live webinar. We're going to talk about David Hawkins. He has uh, an emotion. It's a scientific thing. He's got an emotional scale that he's shown. So I'm going to talk about that uh, and really talk about how you can know where you are at any given point and give you some tips and strategies on how you can consume the lower emotions that get us stuck. Okay. But until then, I want to give you a couple tips that you can keep working on. So the first one is the understanding uh, or mindfulness, okay? Uh, if you look on mindfulness, you're going to see all kinds of things out there right now. It's kind of like the buzzword for a while. Um, it's kind of going mainstream. But the, the essence of mindfulness is focusing on now. So not the past, not the future. So for example, when you're, you know, talking with people, you're not thinking about, you know, uh, or consciously or unconsciously, you're not being triggered by something that happened in the past and you're not being triggered by some future worry, right? You're, you're not really putting an interpretation on what's happening right now. You're not projecting. Um, 
And if, if you want some help with this one in particularly, this is why I have the search engine link up there for you. I want you to go and search for the word drama. It will bring up a ton of information for you, give you all kinds of um, tips and tools and strategies for dealing with drama, whether it be, you know, unconsciously you're setting yourself up for drama or whether it be just people in your life, you know, bring their own sort of drama to you. That's going to help you. Okay. All right. The next tip is understanding. So understanding really comes from pausing. All right. So you're trying to appreciate the now, but you, you, you feel that something's happening in the now you feel that emotion pause, let it just be there for a minute. Okay. So, so let's say you're having a conversation with somebody and you're having a bit of a disagreement instead of acting out of anger or trying to convince that person to your side, you pause and you say, I'm feeling something right now. What is it? And what do I want to do with this? You let it be for a minute. And if you can get really good at this idea of perception, which again, you can put in the search link, uh, perception is really looking at things from different perspectives. And when you really get good at this, you can do this in a conversation. So you can see the other person's side, you can see your side, and you can probably see three, four, five other sides to it. Okay. So there's understanding. It's not just, this is what I think or feel, but you see it from all different points of view. Um, the third one is learning. So we have mindfulness, understanding, and learning. And learning is, uh, has several different levels, but basically you're choosing a different pattern or habit or way of being. So for example, you know, let's say you have a, a wonky interaction and after the end, you're like, oh, I didn't like how that, how that turned out. And you do kind of a debrief like, okay, well, what could I have done differently? Right. I hesitate to say better because you were doing the best you could, right? But it could be better. Uh, and then as you're progressing in this learning phase, you do get to the point where you're having that conversation or interaction and you see in the moment, I used to do this pattern, but I'm going to choose something different and I'm going to try this. Okay. So really, instead of letting your emotion that, that crazy train kind of, kind of drive off, you're saying, I want to stay in the now. I want to feel my feelings and I want to choose a different way of looking at things. Now, listen, I totally get that what I just told you is easy to write down on your notes and it's easy for me to say, but remember, I'm a completely different person than I was even five years ago. And it's largely because of these things I'm sharing with you today. So when I say it's hard and it's probably the best thing you'll ever do in your life, trust me on that. So let's go back to those four examples. So how do I do things a little bit differently now? Well, you know, when I'm talking with the kids and let me face it, uh, <laughs> five years ago, you know, they were six, nine and 11, uh, very different issues, problems, challenges at that time than having 11, 14 and 16. I mean, now we've got a driver, we've got two high school students, we've got a middle school student, we've got, you know, boy girl issues, we've got some, some heavier, weightier, you know, things happening in our life. Um, the issues, problems and challenges, uh, they, you know, I, I hate to tell some of you young parents this, but they just get worse. <laughs> they get heavier uh, as your kids grow. Okay. 
So now I am realizing that as we're having these conversations, these exchanges, or listening to what's going on, I just notice my fear. I just notice it. I allow it to sit there for a little bit. And then what I do is I try to see the good. So, you know, um, my 14 year old just decided, you know, at certain points during the school year, she just wasn't going to do her homework. Okay. So of course I have fear because I'm like, you're in high school now, get your GPA up, you know, all that kind of stuff. I had to notice my fear and then I had to see the good and see this as an opportunity for her to really step into her power and choose to do better. And out of that, instead of operating in fear and, and maybe yelling at her, uh, it caused me to ask her some questions like, what's going on? You know, why, why did you choose not to do this? Um, and we had some really great conversations. Now, I'm, I'm hopeful, uh, but also, you know, as a 14-year-old, I don't know, where's the trust, right? I mean, we're still developing that. So as I'm going to see some results in her, I'll build up some trust with that. I'm still going to ask some questions. But the point is, I'm not letting my emotions run the show here. Okay. Um, with my husband, uh, when we ever have a wonky interaction, the very first thing I ask myself is, what do I need to work on? Um, that's my go-to. Now, listen, I'm not saying that I am the problem of all of our, our stuff, uh, because there are times when, you know, he's just having a moment like anybody else. And so I just support him through his moment. It has nothing to do with me, right? But when we're clearly, you know, going back and forth, I need to ask, what do I need to work on? Is there something here I need to work on? Now, I would say probably two thirds of the time, the answer is yes. There, there's usually something I can work on. Sometimes it's no, because it's not really my thing again, right? But I always ask the question. And I always ask the question, why does this thing bother me? Okay, and I just self-reflect. Why does this thing bother me? Because usually there's a message in that. Um, and then I try to, you know, transform that. Typically, I'll, I'll do a Psyche balance around it. Um, it. Psyche is a wonderful gift, a tool to be able to, um, you know, in that moment go, oh, I've got a fear around XYZ. And then you can use Psyche to just release that. Okay. Um, drivers. Now, obviously, in the last year, I really haven't practiced this because I really don't go driving anywhere. But um, I, uh, was really practicing gratitude, forgiveness, and oneness. So if somebody, you know, if I perceive that they cut me off or, you know, something happened, especially slow drivers, especially slow drivers in the left-hand lane here in the United States, that's kind of a no-no. Or my other pet peeve is when people are turning and they start to break, but they don't put their blinker on first. Like you got to tell people, you know, that what you're doing. So we know what you're doing. Uh, so I really started to remind myself, listen, it's not a car in front of me. There's a person in there and they're driving the car, and they're doing the best they can. And so I'd make up all these stories about, you know, uh, why these people were being quote unquote jerks on the road, right? And then I would send them love. Um, I would practice forgiveness. But then I would also remind myself that we're all connected. And how I treat that person in that car in my heart is just as important as if I were meeting them and shaking their hand in the moment. And so, you know, again, turning it back on myself and saying, hey, listen, I could let my emotions get the better of me 
or I could turn it into something good that actually helps me and the world. Um, you know, when I work with my clients, the, the question I always ask, even, even today, there are times when I realize, um, you know, that I'm, I'm still a little bit bothered, right? Um, not as much as before, but I ask the question, why does it bother me? I'll be honest, probably 90% of the time that I'm bothered by something, uh, when I'm working with a client is because I need a boundary because I have somehow taken on something from that person. I'm an empath. And so I go back to, okay, let's set that healthy boundary. And it's not that, that the person has overstepped. It's just that I've come too much into their feelings. Um, and then I always ask, what do I want to do with that? And, you know, sometimes I revert back to, um, you know, uh, doing a psyche balance that I have healthy boundaries or something like that. Um, but sometimes it too, I get, Oh, let's see. What's the, what's the right feeling word? I'm not even sure, but I have, I have feelings around, uh, people who clearly want to hold on to their pain and they don't want to get rid of it. Now I've done a lot of work around this and, and actually I see the value of people holding on to the pain that they're used to because that helps them in their journey get to their highest good. So I'm good with that now, but it used to be an issue for me because I just get so, I guess frustrated is the word, um, to look at somebody and go, oh, but you can lay this down. You don't have to feel like this. Now I just look at it and I say they're on a journey and it's just where they need to be. Okay. So um, really pausing and connecting to your feelings allows you to, um, sit in two things, restlessness, which quite honestly, most people want to avoid and the spaciousness of your mind and your options. Okay. So I want to talk about those two real quick. So the restlessness, most people do not pause and, and have mindfulness, understanding and learning around their emotions because they feel that restlessness. Like I want to get out of here. I want to escape this fight, flight, freeze, fawn, all of those, those things, right? When you can pause and feel your feelings and process it, you can actually, um, make the situation and, and the future better. Now, most people don't like to do that because it's uncomfortable. And because it's not your normal pattern. This is why I tell people as you're on the journey to being able to do this, do not expect that you're going to be able to stop and pause and think about your emotions when you're in a, a conversation or an interaction. That's not been your habit. It's not going to be your way now. However, you can tell yourself after that interaction, wait, pause. What was I feeling at that moment? Okay. And when you do the debrief after the conversation, the more you do that, the closer you get to the point of being able to do that in the moment. Okay. So be comfortable with that feeling of restlessness. Uh, I'll be honest. I had a day yesterday of restlessness. I was just uh, having a lot of feelings and I couldn't really pinpoint it. And I was doing all the things that I, I knew to do. Um, and quite frankly, the only thing that really fixed it was a hot shower and um, doing a laying down meditation on my yoga mat. And then all of a sudden I was like a, a new person. <laughs> so it wasn't even, you know, um, emotions that I needed to process. I just needed to sit with that restlessness until it calmed down. Okay. 
And then, you know, there's the restlessness, but there's also the spaciousness. This idea that once you, you deal with the restless emotions in you, now you have a choice of how you want to move forward. And that choice can scare people a lot. Um, because they've never chosen that before. So there are, are things that you're saying and doing right now that are basically programs that were given to your autopilot when you were a kid. So um, have you ever got to the point where you, you open your mouth and one of your parents comes out? Yeah, and you're like, oh man, I promised myself I'd never say or do that, right? Well, you, that's a program that you were given in early childhood. It's stuck in your autopilot. And having the choice is sometimes harder than just saying, oh, I'll just stick with my, my um, past programming. So, you know, being okay with your restlessness, feeling your feelings and choosing something different. Um, those things can only happen when you pause and connect with that emotion train that's happening. Now, here's the good part about all of this is that the results that you're going to get, and I promise you, so these are the results that happen with me and also with my clients who are, who are really committed to this process. The result is there's four of them. We cease to cause harm to ourselves and others, which if that was the only thing, hallelujah, right? We begin to know ourselves more thoroughly and deeply, which I think is um, probably one of the biggest issues in our world today. You can say it's, you know, economic crisis, COVID, um, you know, climate change. You can, you know, announce all of that to me and that, that would be fine. I'll allow you to have that, but, that opinion. But quite frankly, I believe that the biggest issue that we have is people don't know who they are and they don't know how connected we are. Okay. And we begin to respect ourselves and others at a deeper level. So when you truly know who you are, so you stop hurting people, you know who you are, you begin to respect other people at a deeper level, which means you're going to treat them differently. And the more that you do this, the more that you can handle anything that comes your way with joy and ease. You could literally walk into your, your living room and see a dinosaur on your couch and just be like, well, isn't that interesting? And you could, you know, process your emotions right, right there, notice what's happening and be like, Hey man, would you like a cup of coffee? <laughs> I know that's a facetious joke, but you get what I'm saying is that you get to that point where you're a, a ninja warrior in your mind and you can handle anything. Now I'm not, I'm not saying I'm necessarily there all the time. Um, but I, that's, that's a goal for me is that I can handle anything that comes my way. Okay. So you no longer have to be a passenger or the engineer on the crazy emotion train is what I'm trying to get at. Um, you no longer have to run over unsuspecting victims throughout your day, including yourself. You can really take back your power. So practice this today. Um, you know, if you have to do it after an interaction, great. That's a good first step. If you've been practicing this or some version of this for a while, Try to have mindfulness, understanding, and learning as you're in the moment, right? Just try to get better at these things and uh, noticing your emotions, appreciating your emotions, being gentle on yourself as you're doing it. And I promise you, the more that you do that, the more that you are going to change the world. Awesome. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.